Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Jonathan Gray back with us, international explorer, archaeologist, author. He has traveled the world to gather data on ancient mysteries over the past 47-plus years. He has penetrated some of the largely unexplored areas. And in the course of these explorations, Jonathan began to uncover evidence of surprising out-of-place artifacts. And according to what he has taught at school, these were supposed to be impossible. They simply shouldn't exist. And these were not just isolated anomalies. There was a global pattern to them suggesting a very ancient worldwide civilization of astonishing proportions. We'll talk with Jonathan about that and so much more. Jonathan, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, George. It's a pleasure to be with you. And, of course, you wrote an incredible book that came out in March of this year called The Ark of the Covenant. I've got to ask you some questions about that, too, John. There's been some breaking news about the Ark. They're beginning to hone in on uh, that area in Ethiopia that we've all talked about over the years. What's your take on what's going on there? Well, uh, that's one of the uh, false alarms, George. Ha <laughs> ha. It's one of the decoys to turn people from the reality, which is a threat to certain people. Now, do you think the Ark of the Covenant uh, exists? I mean, you wrote extensively about it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, As a matter of fact, um, uh, eight people have died as a result of this discovery so far, and and the, the, the Israeli government actually is scared stiff of a third world war um, if certain p- people in the community grab hold of this. Now, it's here, it's in Israel, uh, and it's, uh, there's a huge story attached to it. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, whereabouts in Israel is it? Is it, uh, is it uh, you know, covered somewhere? Is it uh, confined? Where might it be? Okay. Now, for 800 years, I'll, I'll mention its significance, George, because um, why is it so important? Why, why are so many people afraid of, of, of what may be found? For 800 years, it was the most sacred object in the world. Uh, it was built by, by under instructions, uh, through Moses in uh, Saudi Arabia. It was taken into Israel, it was placed in Solomon's temple. It was a centerpiece of the temple. And uh, then it was forgotten. It remained lost for 2,500 years. I should mention, however, that the Ark of the Covenant is is not just a golden box. It's called Ark of the Covenant because it contained the tables of stone of the Ten Commandments. Now, when we look at laws today, we've got physical laws. Well, if you jump off a roof, you fall to the ground. If you put your hand on a hot fire, you get burnt. That, those are physical laws, and they don't change. But there are also spiritual laws, laws that can keep us happy and safe if we follow them. And these laws were, according to the the writings about the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Old Testament scriptures, that's the source of our information to start with, um, this actually represented something that uh, our Creator wanted us to know. First of all, he's made spiritual laws for our good. 
we have broken those laws. He, he being our life giver, we've cut ourselves off from him, and we, there's no way that we, we can escape that. We, we all die. Uh, and uh, without the life giver, we've got no hope. And yet our bodies are made to renew themselves. Stem cells, which are released from the bones into the bloodstream, go and repair organs which are damaged constantly. We are meant to repair and live forever. But it's not a biological problem, death. It's a spiritual problem because we've broken those laws and cut ourselves off from Creator. Now, that's the message in the Ark of the Covenant. It was called Ark of the Covenant because covenant meant spiritual laws. And... um, when the Ark of the Covenant was built, they placed over the, the Ten Commandment tablets a, 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 a lid called the mercy seat. In other words, our Creator loves what He's made. He loves mm-hmm. us. He wants to have mercy on us if we will accept His escape role. And that was the message of the Ark of the Covenant. But that's a threat to lots of people because they want to do things their own way. And now it's not only a religious threat, but it's a political threat, George. And Jonathan, the Ark of the Covenant, there's always been talk that whoever gets close to it in the wrong way could get uh, killed, almost like electrocuted. What have you heard about that? Yes, I have heard of that happening. And in fact, it happened while we were in Jerusalem one time to six people. Now, um, that's a story on its own. Now, uh, my wife and I were there in Jerusalem. And the man who discovered the Ark, actually a dear friend of ours, an American amateur archaeology, archaeologist was going to join us and uh, we were going to go further into the matter and uh, the Israeli government actually uh, got um, uh, uh, wind of the fact that the ark was in uh, was in the place where it is and they wanted to move it because above ground above it was the Arab area and they wanted to get it to what they thought would be a safer location so they got six soldiers to go in dressed as Levitical priests, uh, Israeli priests. And uh, they never came out. And when our friend Ron flew into Jerusalem just after we flew out, uh, he went to the Antiquities Department, as he normally did, and offered them any services of his equipment because it was a reciprocal thing. They helped him, he helped them. And they said, Mr. Wyatt, we, we do have a problem, but we don't need your equipment. These six men went into the tunnel to retrieve the ark, but they never came out. Gee, what happened to them? Would you go in? Well, Ron went in 70 feet out of the 270-foot uh, uh, tunnel, and there were these six men lying on their backs with their eyes open, both eyes crossed, the whole six of them, all in the same location, and they had gone in, and something supernatural had struck them dead. And now Jeez. 200 feet from the ark itself. Now, are they able to, is anybody able to get close to it to get it out? Well, uh, no. Uh, this one man, actually in, in olden times, it was only the high priest who was allowed in. Anyone else who went in, uh, it, was, it was not possible. And even then, when they were in the tabernacle or the temple, the, the high priest would go in once a year, and uh, he would have a... Uh, a rope around his ankle with bells attached to it, and if they, the people outside saw that something had gone wrong, they would be able to haul him out. Everyone was afraid to go in. Uh, now, there was one man in our lifetime who's had the, uh, the, the uh, 
success in going in, and I do believe because he was a humble man, it was a character thing, and uh, it was not the ark itself that caused the death, it was the the divine uh, presence uh, of the Creator. This is what is taught in the Scriptures, and uh, anyone who has got wrong uh, wrong in their hearts and has not turned from that will never get to the ark. No, never at all. John, back off your phone just a little bit, because I'm hearing a lot of crackling from you. Oh, okay. okay. How's that, George? And we'll see how that goes. And uh, uh, at worst comes the worst, we'll get you on your cell phone at the break or something. So just uh, back off it uh, just a little bit. Very uh, good. Okay. When the, when the ark was constructed, of course, it was constructed to house the Ten Commandments that apparently Moses had gotten when he was on Mount Sinai, and God had given it to him. And uh, you know, and do you you know the biblical film, the Ten Commandments, shows you know God shooting an arc of firelight at these tablets, etching the commandments down there. Do you think it happened that way, or do you think Moses chiseled them away? I believe it did happen that way. As a matter of fact, the Ten Commandments, when uh, when the Ark of the Covenant was discovered in uh, in Jerusalem underground, twenty feet below the streets, uh, in in this cavern, uh, it contained still the Ark, uh, the Ten Commandments, and those Ten Commandments have been closely examined, and they show fire burning uh, like a laser uh, into the rock. It is dramatic, to be sure. Now, there's also talk that the rod of Aaron, one of uh, the biblical uh, heroes, which is a magical rod, might be in the ark, too. What do you think? Uh, For a time, the rod of Aaron was in there, uh, but at the time when the ark was uh, put into Solomon's temple, it was taken out. Uh, And the only thing, according to the record, the only thing that was in it was the Ten Commandments, finally. Why do you think, Jonathan, it is so mysterious? You would think a discovery of the Ark of the Covenant, which would then echo and back up the teachings of the Bible, uh, would be displayed all around the planet. It would be one of the greatest discoveries of mankind. Why aren't we doing that? Well, uh, there's several reasons, George. The first one is the, the meaning of the Ark of the Covenant. Once a year, they called it the Day of Atonement, once a year the high priest would go into the the second room of the temple uh, where the ark was, and he would sprinkle blood on the lid over the law. In other words, he would sprinkle blood on the mercy seat over the Ten Commandments. And that was a teaching which was well understood back in those days, that because mankind had broken and violated the holy law, he needed the mercy of the Creator. He needed God's mercy if he was to have eternal life. Uh, and so somebody would have to die in his place. And, and the animal blood sacrifice that was sprinkled on the mercy seat over the Ten Commandments was to teach the lesson that somebody would die to, and his blood would be sprinkled on the mercy seat over the Ten Commandments. In other words... His mercy and that that alone could could uh, save us from the the consequences of disobedience and and hopefully change our lives when we see what He's done for us. Uh, now I just remember just a, a story that happened in the Californian uh, uh, roads uh, some time back. This man was driving too fast, 
He, he went over a bridge. At the other end of the bridge was a speed cop. The speed cop pulled him over and wrote out a, a speeding ticket, and uh, the speeding ticket was for $50. And uh, then he recognised the man. He says, oh, my wife watches your TV show. Uh, let, let me do something. Let me pay the fine for you. So he got into his wallet. He pulled out the money. He gave it to the man and says, look, the, the, the penalty of the law must be paid. You've broken the law, but I have taken your place and paid the fine for you. And that was the teaching of the Ark of the Covenant. We've broken God's law, but God himself would provide a remedy in his love for us, and uh, his own son would die for us to take our place and set us free if we would be sorry for what we had done. So that was the message of the Ark of the Covenant. But and that was understood by the, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, right through the centuries. But what turned them against this was the fact that when this, this substitute, this Messiah, did come to earth, the, the church leaders were jealous of, of how he lived, uh, his, his uh, holy life, uh, was a, an affront to them. It made them look bad because they, they had a small heart toward the people. He had a big heart for the people. And so they wanted him dead. And that was why Jesus Christ was crucified. And from that time onward, the Hebrew people turned against him. But common people, ordinary people, could still accept him. But the nation of Israel today does not accept him. And, and that is part of the problem. That, that's the religious part of the problem. Right. The political part of the problem is that uh, there are extremists who want to build a, another temple in Jerusalem, and they, to do that, they'd have to get rid of the Muslim Dome of the Rock. And a world war could come as a result oh, yeah. of it. Oh, just so over that. The government's nervous. You're absolutely correct. Just, just over that. But the discovery of the Ark of the Covenant... Would it not then cooperate almost everything that's in the Bible? Oh, yes. Yes, it certainly would. I mean, that would make you believe Noah's Ark exists up there on Mount Ararat somewhere, uh, that, you know, the teachings of Jesus are correct, the things he did are correct, rising from the dead, that what he did would be correct. It makes the whole Bible, I think, accurate if something like this is discovered. Absolutely, George. You've hit the nail on the head. Wow. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.